Hello and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Welcome to episode 43. Today we have an incredible duo on the show to join us and we're so, so happy that we got to speak to them because there's so many amazing tips, but not only that, you will sense the incredible energy throughout this episode. Yeah, they're an absolute bundle of joy. I love them so much. They're my fave. Um, We are joined today by Francis Haugen, who was on episode three. I think it was episode three. He was the first guest we ever had on the podcast. And it was the very popular episode, which was how to create a mindset for success, which you all love. Um, But we decided to bring him back on the show, but this time with his partner in crime, his fiance, Stuart, because they are embarking on a really exciting journey of becoming fathers. They're going through a surrogacy process and they've started a YouTube channel where they're basically sharing their whole process and how it works so that to inspire other gay couples out there that they can do this too and they can create their own babies in this way and to just share the information about it so we got them back on to talk about that but also we just speak so much about like personal development stuff mindset stuff money mindset positive vibes like dreaming big everything you love we cover and yeah the energy is electric in this episode we were grinning the whole way through I couldn't stop laughing they are just so much fun to talk to yeah I literally love them I I just love everything we discuss in this episode especially like um like spirituality within relationships feel like that's not spoken about much and how you can grow as a couple so anyone that wants tips on that there's lots in here yeah lots of um relationship tips as well because they have been together for 11 years and they're very in love and it's so lovely to see so they share some wisdom on that too but before we get into the episode we're just going to start with our apple podcast review of the week and this week it's a big one so i'm gonna try really hard guys to not mess it up okay so it's from megan natasha and it says planting all the seeds i've switched my daily finding your feet listen from my morning commute in the car to washing the dishes on new year's eve (laughs) love that Wherever you are, Grace and Abby will brighten up your day, lift your energy and expand all possibilities you've been telling yourself were never possible. The thing I love about these girls in the Finding Feet community is that they're always so keen to continue learning, going and expanding. It uses from them as they jump on to passionately share their discoveries and their wisdom with others. Their wonderful humour and down-to-earthness makes the golden nuggets they drop each episode super relatable and uplifting. Since I started listening to, fi- listening to the podcast, every episode plants a new seeds, a new vision, and a new belief in myself, and I'm so, so grateful. Can't wait to share my moonshot come true oh, with you guys, whenever that may be. Thank you, my beauties. Oh, that was like the nicest review ever. I feel so seen right now. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, she is a a focused, dedicated finder that really understands the philosophy of this podcast because she just summed it all up in that amazing review. Thank you, Megan. You are so fabulous. Yeah, she's incredible. And she has her own little center space um, on Instagram as well, which is lovely. So guys, go and check that out. Yeah. But let's get into the amazing episode with Stuart and Francis. Okay, so welcome Stuart and Francis to the podcast. Francis, we are so happy to have you back. And Stuart, welcome for the first time. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited. And I'm yeah, I'm really excited to be back. Yeah, so for anybody who hasn't heard our episode with Francis before, um, it's one of our most popular episodes. You guys absolutely love it, and you still even reshare it even now, even though we did it so long ago. 
but you just both a ball of positivity. You are the light on Instagram. When I'm on there, like every day, seeing you guys' stories and your reels, it literally gives me life. <laughs> you're just incredible. Um, so we're so excited to chat to you today because you're both obviously embarking on a very exciting new journey in your lives that we can't wait to hear about becoming dads. Yay! We're honestly so excited, and we love the feedback on the Instagram. It, it keeps us going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we literally love your reels, all the dancing. Uh, like literally, I. I'm like dancing in my seat when I'm like watching your reels. Yeah. This is so good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so let's start off chatting about your new journey to becoming dads and your surrogacy journey. And you've started your YouTube channel and you're, you know, show, sharing this incredible journey with the whole world. Um, so what's it, can we have a little bit of info about like, what is the process that you're currently going through and like, what is it meant, meant to you to be able to do this? Yeah, I mean, we actually feel like the most lucky people alive right now to be to be alive at the time where this is possible for a couple like us. So um, we were actually watching um, a really great TV program the other day. Um, it's called It's a Sin. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it's on Channel 4 and it was talking about it's all about AIDS. There's nothing about having family, <laughs> about having a family. But, no, but what it was was just like, I feel like being gay back at that time and the challenges of it's being gay. It's such a different time right now. Yeah, and not not that I'm comparing what we're doing with that kind of pandemic, but we just, you know, we are, so we decided about, was it mid mid last year? We've been talking about having kids for a little while, haven't we? And um, it's, we, we've been maybe talking about it for the last few years um, and we were due to ma- get married in 2020 and then obviously the global pandemic happened. Um, so it forced us to, to cancel our wedding and we just took all our focus and energy and finances away from the wedding and decided to to put it into having babies. Um, so we decided that surrogacy was the best option for us um, just because we really felt like we wanted our own biological children. Um, and we, we looked at, uh, we kind of did a bit of research, but we found that the USA was the best for us just because there's a lot of transparency. You get to really meet your egg donors um, you know you get to find out about them our main thing is that we are so girl power like our whole everything we do is about having like women like owning their power and I felt like in other countries when we were starting to look into it I felt I didn't want to ever take like I was taking advantage of anybody yeah Um, and so this was it felt a right the right fit to start over in America Um, and then we got to speak got to speak to the egg donors it just felt so nice that we actually had some kind of like connection with these people rather than it just being a a piece of paper and just kind of guessing I suppose yeah so it's obviously it's it's had it has its challenges because there'll be certain things that would be very very different so we probably would have been able to travel to the USA um, a couple of times already um, to help with this process, but we haven't been able to do any of that so far. Um, so we've kind of done it all from here. We ha- we did travel to Spain and we can talk to you about that a bit as well. We, we gave sperm in Spain, um, which was shipped <laughs> over to the USA. So, um, and where we're at right now, so we're actually, we're actually at a really pivotal point. Yeah. So it's like the, the train is in full swing. Yeah. It's so exciting. And there was obviously, there's been lots of kind of, you know, back and forth and, you know, choosing an egg donor. We chose an egg donor and then they dropped out the last minute which was so we had to find a new one and um so we're at the phase point now where our egg donor literally two days ago did the egg retrieval so we now have 10 eggs um that are officially ours um (laughs) and they're currently growing into embryos and hopefully we'll be able to know kind of what we've got and then our surrogate has just been medically cleared as well so 
Um, and just a bit on the surrogacy process. So originally we had looked to do it in the USA, having a surrogate in the USA, but halfway through the process, one of our friends randomly um, said that she would do it for us. And I mean, when she first told me, I did not take her seriously because I was like, ah, yeah, of course. Um, but she was dead serious. So we are now in the, in the most amazing position where we're going to go over to the USA to get um, our surrogate pregnant, but our, our surrogate's going to be our friend and she's going to be here in the UK. So carry the baby in the UK, yes. which is going to be so much fun. Yeah, so we're going to be there for as well. So we're at this really pivotal point um, where everything has actually come together. Oh my God, what an amazing friend as well. For I know. Doing that for you. Wow. I know. Actually giving birth to Can you imagine like baby. giving up nine months plus of your life? She is a yeah. legend. She is a total legend. Yeah. It absolutely oh. I love that so much. It's so incredible how much science has like evolved that you there's this now process now where you're basically just working in different parts of the world to bring together your own <laughs> child. Like it's so that. amazing. It's so amazing. It blows my mind. It actually. literally blows my mind. Like when like when we ever whenever we talk about it, I just literally just like it's just incredible that we can create this and do this. And I just think it's so funny that our future children are sat in a Petri dish <laughs> in San Diego. Um, yeah. I love it. I think it's really refreshing as well that you're, you've started your YouTube and you're talking about it so openly because by you doing that, I bet there's so many other people out there that are like thinking about stuff like this and having a platform like a YouTube channel to just share everything, like the good, the bad and the ugly is really refreshing because people must have so many answers uh yeah, questions sorry. yeah I, I understood what you meant i feel like also what we've been able to do is a few of our friends are now actually going for egg retrieval themselves because they're getting to a like later stage in life and so it's just started conversations which i think is really important mm-hmm. for for them and for their yeah and i think family making well what we found out was when we decided we wanted to to have kids in this way obviously in the UK most people most gay guys adopt um so surrogacy is kind of a kind of a new thing and in America it's much more established and that's kind of why we wanted to really do it there um the friend doing it was just this massive curveball which is just actually amazing um but we kind of looked online to find other people like us um and generally I mean there are there are there are there are a few but generally what's happening um in the surrogacy world it was generally older gay guys that maybe were a bit kind of had a bit more life a bit more finances behind them but that's kind of shifting now so we're getting much younger kind of gay guys in their 30s that are are starting families but we just felt that with youtube like we wanted to be transparent but also just have a voice for the uk yeah gay guys out there because the first thing i ever do whenever i'm researching anything is jump onto social media to find out if there's anyone Mm. like in the same position because it's like just create that community mm-hmm. and it just didn't seem to be that here mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it would have started yeah love that um can i just ask you know you were saying you felt like america was the best place to do the egg um retrieval process so it, i obviously don't know that much about surrogacy but if if you do it in the uk then do you not get to know much about the the woman that's giving you the eggs is it all like transparent and known in the us but not here yeah, so, so basically you can't you can't pay for anything in the UK. So you can't pay your surrogate and you can't pay, there's just, what's the, the right terminology called, Francis? It's, com- it's called com- commercial surrogacy. Yeah, surrogacy. Surrogacy. It's called, they don't, they call it commercial surrogacy. So the UK don't, by law, don't really like commercial surrogacy because they think 
um they don't know, who knows what they think yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is when you go when you when you're not paying then you obviously don't get to see that it's just like you'll probably see it on a piece of paper rather than having zoom calls making sure you like their personality yeah making sure you've got everything you know like their yeah. backgrounds and all that kind of stuff and that's one thing we really wanted yeah wow it's so amazing yeah it's literally like uh, um, tinder tinder for the eggs <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how are you guys getting ready to become dads because i saw i saw francis you briefly spoke about it once on your story and you were saying how you're kind of like you're now thinking about how you're gonna step up and you're transforming yourself as in the coming months before your your babies actually get here to become dads and I just know that you guys are going to be the most amazing parents because I feel like you've you're both just so obviously you're both so into your like personal development self-development so you know all about that stuff and I just feel like you're just gonna raise these like incredible super confident like full of life children because you're so full of that so you're just going to give it all to them yeah. oh i really hope so i that's really our, hope so but that's know, our vision that's our vision but obviously i mean like my mum always reminds me like they will be what they want to be they will choose who they want to be and <laughs> just i think i am such an encourager though so yeah. i'm going to be like encouraging them to be dancers and singers we really hope my mum actually said the other day because my brothers are their wives are pregnant and she was like, I bet your other brother will have a, a, a boy that wants to be a dancer and you'll have the one that wants to be a footballer. I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Maybe footballer and dancing. But um, I suppose, I think I know, I know at the beginning of the year, I definitely made a, a conscious decision that I felt like I'd fallen into bad habits, which I think most of us had with the kind of the time that we're living in. I found myself um, not being as healthy. I found myself moaning about the situation, which is not, within my character yeah, we never moan and we, we were like sitting there moaning, moaning. I was like, oh my <sighs> god francis give it a rest <laughs> <laughs> um so i think i just that conscious decision I, I consciously am aware of these babies coming into our lives so i feel like that's been a big motivator for me but um i don't know i suppose we're in a lucky position because it's all planned right so it, you know we have a date for getting pregnant and all those kind of things whereas if you're in a heterosexual couple, it's, you know, it could it'd be more fun though. Yeah, it would be more fun. <laughs> but um, we, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm just, I'm just aware of what's coming and just want to just be in a really good place, like mentally, you know, financially, like physically, everything. Obviously, you know, there's no perfection, but <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel good. No, definitely. I, I'm literally excited for you. Um, but you're saying there how you feel like you've kind of knuckled down and stopped moaning a bit, like a bit less lately. What have you been doing differently lately to kind of improve yourself, like for the both of you compared to the other two lockdowns? Drinking less alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> literally very little. We, yeah, uh, literally none. And I feel like that's made a massive imp- impact. Yeah. And also I feel like just the decision of... I'm just not allowing myself to go back there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't that dark. Like we're, we're talking like we were yeah. like these dark human beings. Like we're always quite a light kind of character anyway. But it was different but, to what we were, what we, yeah. I feel like we know ourselves I to just, be. I feel like this new YouTube channel has just given me a le- new lease of life to go, oh my God, I've got routine, I've got schedule. I think yeah. all human beings crave that. And yeah. the uncertainty of this time is what's driving most people insane. Yeah. And I feel like we've just started to create our own certainty. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I love mm-hmm. that. I feel like we did that actually, Abby, right through this podcast. It's actually yeah. been a bit of a 
like a saving grace. He's got that thing to focus on that you're in full control of and you yeah. know exactly what's yeah. going on and you can make the most of your time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, think, I'm glad that you are both feeling I, much better in this lockdown. Yeah, I think awareness though is key. I think if you don't have awareness, then you're not able to know when you're moaning. But I feel like mm. I'm so aware, like I've been very open-minded saying that I've even had therapy last year and into this year, which has really helped me be more aware um, but mm. as a couple, we're very, very aware. So if we're like, you know, if we find ourselves moaning, it doesn't feel good. I think most people fall into that trap of moaning because it, 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 it's it's more exciting to talk, talk about what's negative than what's positive. It's easier. It's like a habit. Um, and it's just being, if when you have that awareness, you're like, no, 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 this is not serving us. Let's, let's focus on what we want. And, and one of our things that we do as well, which is what I, I started, yeah. is like whenever I hear Francis or myself, he does it back to me now, which is just so annoying. <laughs> um, but it's like whenever whenever we do go down that, that road, it's like, what do you love? Just like reminding yeah. Francis, oh my God, let's get back on track. What What is it that you... I think I mentioned that in our last podcast, so I can't take any kind of like creative rights for that one. That's all Stuart. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Um what you were just saying there, obviously, Francis, you said you went to therapy. I love how you've been openly saying that because people would look at you and think you are just full of positive energy all the time. And so many people think that they've got to be in such like a deep, dark place to go to therapy when actually it's just a tool that you can use just to make yourself even better and feel even more amazing. And um, I love how you're being open about that because I think people would not think that you would have needed to go because there's this sort of like stigma attached to it where you're like doing doing good work there to like let that go and we've got like a therapy company that sponsors our podcast and we always encourage people to go and engage in things like that but you have evolved so much last year like even from because I think we did our interview at like in like the beginning of May so it's not even been a full year but just seeing you like transform over the year um Mm. because we were speaking in the last podcast about how much you are just starting to not give a crap what people think and you're just fully being yourself and I feel like you know, you fully stuck to that, what you said, yeah. and you've just gone to a whole new level. But through yeah. that, you just show more of you. And that's what, like, that's what people want to see. That's what they love you for. And I think yeah. everybody in these days, like, they're so, they are scared to be their authentic self, especially when they're like, you know, you've got that bold, like, amazing personality. And sometimes you feel like you need to hide it or whatever. But I just have loved watching you um, evolve even more. Uh, in that space and yeah so I want to get your thoughts on that and like how your journey's unfolded and everything thank you so much for those lovely comments I think also I feel like as I've been doing I think there's a personal development trap I think if you're into personal development as well and I think what therapy has allowed me to do is because when you read a book you read a book from where you are right that second and it can't give you that deeper insight that having someone else to bounce off will you know would so I I always recommend you know I would recommend it now to everyone and Stuart's had therapy as well last year I think that was kind of the thing we both did as a couple obviously separately um but I just feel like when you when you do more personal development right you can fall into the trap of feeling good is the only place you need to be and feeling positive and you've got to be uplifting and I am high energy and I am all those things but what it's allowed me to do is to also to be able to accept that I have anger or I have sadness or I have fear I have all these things and not to escape those emotions but to actually be able to understand them I've come to the realization basically that life is 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 like a dance right so you know you're not always going to feel good but it's like you dance from moment to moment and one philosophy 
you know, you can almost fall into this place of like an idealistic philosophy of like, this is a positive person's philosophy is not right for every moment. Um, and I think Stuart, you've also had that thing of kind of, you are such a positive person. You were like, okay, I actually can sit in a different place. Yeah. I think what also what you said about having a, there's a stigma behind therapy. It's so interesting because I never realized, never thought about that like that. For me, whenever I, like, if I want to get a good body, I'll get a PT. If I want to work on my business, I'll get a business mentor. If I want to work on my mind, I just was assuming that that would be the next stage that I, you know, do therapy on. So I've never really had that yeah. realization that there was a stigma behind getting help like that. Yeah. I think Americans don't have a problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's more, more of a <laughs> Yeah. I think that people just get their, like, ego in the way and think that it means that they've, I don't know, failed or something. That they, not failed but I don't know they there's just there is like this such a stigma around it with people thinking that they're like super broken or whatever if they end up having to go there and it's not it's so true it's literally just like taking your mind to the gym with like a mind personal yeah. trainer and you get yeah. so much from it it's such a beautiful um experience so love how you guys are openly speaking about it yeah we honestly everyone needs to go and you know you, and I'm sure I'm sure the company you use is great but you can you know, I'm sure there are access to free stuff as well, but um, you can pay different mm. prices as well. You just got to find the right one for you. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. so true. Um, yeah, because I know what you mean, Grace, in the sense of like, because I was thinking lately, like, I want to go to therapy. But then, when you know, when you think in your head, like, I was thinking, if I said to my mum, which I'm going to obviously, if I was like, mum, I'm going to go to therapy, I feel like the first reaction would be, oh my God, what's wrong? Whereas <laughs> I feel like by like talking about it, like you guys talk about it now and having it on the podcast and everything, it is breaking that stigma a little bit to it. It's not that something's wrong, it's actually that things are going actually really good and I want to actually improve my mental health yeah. and I want to just work through some things. And as well, I really liked how you're saying how you don't have to be happy all the time. Cause I feel like the way to kind of bring your best self is to also heal from things you need to heal. So sometimes yeah. you're not going to feel like amazing all the time cause you've got, everyone's got stuff to heal. So I think that's super beautiful. So on the topic of therapy, this is the perfect time to just introduce you to the sponsor of this podcast, the people that make this conversation possible our sponsor is better help that's h-e-l-p and they are a professional secure online counseling service that mission is to help you start living a happier life from today yes we are so proud to be sponsored with better help BetterHelp is a professional online counseling service and they'll set you up with a therapist in under 48 hours. They also have a huge range of expertise so if you're paired up with a therapist and you're not too keen you can actually change for free. They're also way more affordable than traditional offline counselling. Just to give you a picture of how much more affordable they are, for what I paid for my last lot of therapy for a one-hour session is what it will cost you for a full month's session worth of sessions with BetterHelp. And they are also giving our listeners 10% off their first month of therapy. All you have to do is go to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. The link is in the show notes and that'll get you 10% off your first month. Yeah, so as Grace said, it's way more affordable than your traditional offline counselling. And there are over a million people using BetterHelp today. So if you are curious about reviews or anything like that, you can actually head to the website, type in betterhelp.com forward slash reviews and have a read of what the people have wrote. 
yeah so it's all just set up online and it's available for clients all over the world and you can just really easily set up weekly video or phone sessions with your therapist just log into your account anytime and send them a message you'll always get a really quick response from them and like we said you get set up with a therapist in under two days which is like record time so yeah go to the link in our show notes if you are interested in using BetterHelp services to take charge of your own mental health and you want to get an extra discount on your first month me and grace are like going for a moment in our lives right now where we are becoming untamed and we are just like caring <laughs> less and less what people think like we we've always known that we need to be authentic our authentic selves but i think sometimes you have to like really remind yourself to be your authentic self and like just not care what people actually think of you but what would your guys advice be because we can clearly see that you really do just kind of do do your own thing and not really care what people think I mean, Stuart is is a much better master of not caring what people think about think I, about him. It's a, it's a fine line because you you do want people to still embrace you and like you, mm. of course, human nature. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, you've got to remember. Like I always I always think to myself, is everything that I've said kind? Have I meant to be horrible to somebody? And if that person has an issue because of me living my best life, then that's on them rather than me. As long as I know that my intentions are always right and yeah. I always think about other people and put other people before myself, yeah. then there's no reason why you should yeah. you and know, it, it is worry a, about what people think. It is a process. So for instance, like let's, let's give, just give social media as an example. Like I believe social media is the best place where you can put yourself out there in the most authentic, fun way. Obviously it is a highlight reel in some senses and that's also fine. But just putting yourself on camera one day and then do it the next day and do it the next day, you are going to care less and less and less. It's, it's, it's almost like a muscle. You just got to practice mm. it. And you, you, if, you, if, you, if you're not putting yourself out there in, in some way every day, then it's going to feel hard. I also think it depends on who you're spending the most time with. If you're spending the most time with the people that judge you, then they're the wrong people to empower you to be the, your best self I've mm-hmm. always surrounded myself with people that encourage me that even if they don't necessarily believe in what I'm doing they'll always ask me how I'm getting on mm-hmm. and if I if I didn't have that kind of support and that friendship I definitely wouldn't be as confident as I am right now I really noticed that in your best friends like Stuart's got these four best friends and they're all women um but they're all they all do very very different things but every time they meet there's just that constant support and you don't all you have very different philosophies on your life and I just think you know we can come together and support each other and I think if we can develop that culture more within us that when when we see someone doing well even if it's not something we want to be doing we just cheer them on because I appreciate anyone like you guys starting this podcast it takes time it takes effort it takes putting yourself out there I appreciate anyone that is willing to put themselves out there because I know what it takes yeah I love that it's so true you really do need to have a really good tribe of people around you it makes such a difference that's why I think Abby we're so good working together because whenever like I'm like ah should we post that or should we do that you're like yes let's be untamed (laughs) put it up there and then I I do the same for you you do you need those people around you just to give you that little bit of a just you're gonna probably do what you're gonna do anyway but just to like give you that little little nudge just to make you feel like yeah go ahead do it so you guys have both built very successful businesses and we always see you growing um growing on instagram and it's really inspiring to see what would be like your advice for like some building like a really good work ethic especially because i feel like at the minute with um the whole coronavirus a lot of people are starting to start their own brands looking inward thinking like 
now now we've actually seen how much our control can be taken away from working for like big companies and stuff and stuff like that I feel like a lot of people are taking back the control and thinking like what do I authentically want to do like do I want to build a business so what would be your advice on that kind of like business front it's a good question um I feel like when we started our business we had so much guidance um, and I think for, cause we were both, oh, you were 27, I was 23. We were just like babies and no business background. So I would just, I would say kind of get an insane mentor or some amazing people around you. So whatever type of business you're in, like find other people that have done, done it before you're being successful. They're going to cheer you one that can give you tips and things like that. That's, that's essential. Um, what would you say? I would say I've always had this humongous vision for my life. I've always, I used to watch Cribs as a kid and be like, I want to live that life. And so that's why I went into the musical theatre career thinking that I was going to be some kind of like pop star going into some kind of like, like just being a god basically in the, you know, famous, etc. Um, but then I realised after eight years of in that musical theatre industry that actually if I carried on down that road, it wasn't going to create the life that I wanted. So I then started to just be open to opportunity, open to hearing about other people. You know, there's, there's always so much, especially now, there's so much around us. And it's just the most exciting time in the world that, you know, back 100 years ago, uh, an average person like myself wouldn't have been able to create the life I, I have right now because I would have had to get a job and I've had to just follow suit. Yeah. Whereas I truly believe with the internet and social media, there are so many ways you can create the most unbelievable life for yourself. And and I just think that you, you, if you can get excited, just like start that flame by getting yeah. excited, knowing that it's coming to you, even if you haven't got the idea right now, but just knowing that something's going to come to you, um, just for that and, and keep that big vision that's the thing that drives me hard and when people say how do you stay so disciplined it's like I'm I'm, I'm disciplined for the dream life that I'm, I know that I'm creating for myself and it's the small little steps I'm taking now are leading me into that big dream life that I'm I've absolutely got for myself so I think holding close to that big vision for me has always kept me driving has always made me think do you know what if that person doesn't understand what I'm doing right now they will and just keep moving forward so I don't ever worry about what people think about me etc and you know what I remember when Stuart first he kind of he read the secret and the secret says um, don't ask for money ask for a money-making idea um, and I love that intention but also both me and Stuart are, are, are quite different in our personality so Stuart has that big vision and it's it's like it is, I'm like a bulldozer but it's it's <laughs> absolutely amazing sometimes it can be really overwhelming so for instance on the 1st of January his vision for our YouTube went from zero to a thousand percent within a second and I had to like try and get up there in the first day and that's when we had some friction <laughs> but by day three we were on we were on board like, together francis you're being very negative francis why are you not recording <laughs> every single moment of your life you, you've tied to the bookshelf and you've not filmed it for you. it was so intense which then may put me into resistance however what i am really good at is the is the more kind of breaking it down and and, and knowing what to do daily and kind of kind of kind of being that kind of person so as as a couple, we work really well because I start with the big like, this is where we're going. We're going to have this. We're going to do this. We're going to have this, 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 this. Even with the children. Yeah. I come in and write, Francis, right, we're having children. He's like, oh, are we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just get there. Give me, give me a day and I'll be there. Um, but yeah, so just kind of, and then 
the one thing I will always say about myself, we both have discipline, but I have that crazy daily discipline and you just have to have that discipline. Um, but you know what? One story that I really want to kind of fire from everyone's mind is there's a lot of stuff out there about kind of work yourself to the bone, like don't sleep, like... And yeah, you've got to work hard or, but it's almost like putting the story out there of struggle. And why can't you just expect it to be fun? Why can't you just expect it to easy? Why can't you just expect it to flow? Because whenever I've been in the most momentum in anything that I've been doing, yes, I've been working lots, but it's felt like a breeze because I'm just like in so much flow and momentum. So expect it to easy, work hard, but have fun along the way. Oh my God. Wow. So much good advice. And I absolutely love that. I completely agree with you what you're saying about it, that it doesn't need to be a struggle, hustle, no sleep and kill yourself to get there. You can have fun working hard and building your dream life. Because I think so many people think that you do have to just like literally break your back to get, you know, what you what you want. And obviously you've got to put in there a lot of effort, but yeah, it can be fun. So I, I just love everything that you guys have just said so we love good. sleep as well sleep is so important you know how you can you can listen to like some people and one person's like don't get any sleep and the next person's like you need eight hours sleep i just take the advice i want to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly oh it's so good um i love the dynamic of you two as well like you really do work so well together in your relationship and obviously you guys have been together for 11 years um and you can just tell how in love with each other you both are and I just feel like so many people long for a relationship like that and a love like that. So what what are your like top tips for building like a nourishing, like empowering relationship, like the kind of one that you two have both created? I think that it's through like all the, the, the work we've done ourselves has helped us like grow into like understanding each other more because we are very we we love the same things but we approach life very differently and I feel like sometimes I used to get frustrated at Francis like oh my god come on Francis do this 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 because that's the way I see it Mm -hmm. and Francis probably gets the same about me because I don't pick up my washing in the right (laughs) way and don't fold it I'm not a housewife by the way (laughs) But, but like I feel like through there's some amazing books like the the five love languages the other book that I uh, read, personality, personality Plus, where you can actually understand personality types and you go, okay, Francis is this personality type and I'm this personality type. So what's the best way that we can work together, bring in both of our amazing qualities in and yeah and we've got whole loads of things going on because obviously we are a couple and we you know but we also work together so there's loads of different things we've had to work out but I remember one thing that Stuart said right at the beginning of our relationship when he had started his business which was um the one thing I just want us to do is grow together and I wasn't really doing the business and that's the one thing we did we read the same books and I think you need to meet on that level but I think even we've had I feel like in the last six months a beautiful moment together where we both actually had a realization that what whose roles what role we play because you know Stuart might have been getting frustrated at me because I wasn't fulfilling that role but we just accepted that you're good at that role and I'm good at this role so let's just do those roles at the best of our ability um and I felt that, that was quite a beautiful moment for me was it so, beautiful. so beautiful <laughs> I love that so much because I really feel like like you said, awareness is key and also knowledge is power. So like by you guys reading those books and like studying different um, like personality types and stuff, that is what I think like builds that really nourishing relationship because you have put in the work to actually understand each other. I feel like a lot of people get stuck on that. Like so many relationships could flourish into something beautiful, but when they're not very aware of like who they are, or who the other person is, that's where 
the kind of like the hard work comes in because I well, which one did I read? I don't know if you guys have read this one called Attached. No, I never read that. Oh, it's about attachment styles. And it's the first book I've ever read to do with like personality traits, attachment styles. And it just made so much sense. I was like, oh my God, this, this, it helps you understand why people act the way they do. And in that way, you kind of navigate around people with more compassion, I think. Yeah. I love the kind of the mind and like work, like, because I've worked with so many people. I just love like knowing how to, you know, everybody is so different and so unique and like working out which kind of, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. But. Yeah, but I think going back to the whole relationship thing as well, I think um, we met when we were 23 and 27, I think. Um, so we're really, really young. But I just feel like what we've done with our relationship is we've just, we lent in a bit more, we lent in a bit more, we lent in a bit more, but it it, it didn't, it, it always kind of felt easy. And I know not all great relationships are always easy, um, but I don't know, I suppose we've always focused on having so much fun. And there's one quality that I love about Stuart that I have to I have to share with you is that he has this, um, I'm going to call it childlike, but it's like a childlike a view of, of, the, of life. And it's like light, it's fun. You know, if he's got a hang up about something, he's forgotten about it 10 minutes later, generally. <laughs> Maybe not in 2020. <laughs> um, but, and that view, that, because I feel like I'm a slightly more measured person. And that, that philosophy in life that I've helped adopt, it just feel like it's so beautiful. And I feel like most people just live in this, like, oh, I've got to be realistic. I've got to, you know, it's, it's just not fun. So I feel like maybe just having that fun life philosophy together. Like we're always thinking about what's coming up and what we're excited about. And we do, you know, we do visualizations together and things like that. Just, just having fun because yeah, you know, you've got to enjoy the journey. Mm. I love that so much. I feel like so many people get into like adult life and then they start working and think, right. I certainly thought this, like, cause I started work, I started moved to London, started working when I was 20 and um, didn't go to uni or anything. I literally stopped myself from having fun. I literally thought I'm in the working world now with loads of adults. Like I need to be serious. Otherwise, like, otherwise I'm not going to get anywhere and all this stuff. And you, that is just not fun. It's so boring. And it's just, yeah. So I just love that. I love that um, childlike sort of energy that you guys have in your life. Um, it is very beautiful and life is meant to be fun you're meant to enjoy it we're here on a spinning rock in the middle of the universe <laughs> like what are the chances that we're here you just need to enjoy it and um, make the most of it and you guys certainly do that I love uh, love watching you both do that on Instagram with everything that you share oh thank you so much yeah I totally agree with you you know what you were you were saying about how you as Stuart said at the beginning of your relationship you um, both said let's grow together what advice would you give to people if there's like a couple where one of them is starting to grow like spiritually like personal development wise and you know expanding their mind and thinking bigger and the other person isn't um what would you what advice would you give to people in that kind of dynamic of a relationship I think in in that situation you've got to be really careful because you don't want to be just like throwing it on or micromanaging or might you say, Oh, you're not doing this. You're not, you're not reading. You're not doing. So you just got to kind of like start the process by yourself and then inspire the other person to take action on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Francis does with me with fitness. I literally cannot be bothered to go to the gym. I just do not like lifting the same boring weight over and over again, but <laughs> he somehow inspired me to go to the gym four times a week. So I feel like that's what he's done for me in terms terms of my fitness and then in the on the other sense it's like thinking bigger and dreaming big and all those kind of finances things and finances and business and all that kind of stuff is 
where I've really kind of like just taken the lead and gone, if it's up to me, if it's going to happen, it's up to me. And then Francis will follow along when he's ready. And I just knew that letting him kind of like giving him that space to feel like it was his decision rather than. Yeah. And I think often, because we work with a lot of women and I feel like a man's brain is different to a, fee- a woman's brain. And I feel like sometimes when, Generally, what, I'm, what I love about this kind of movement of spirituality and, and personal development is actually really being led by women. And we're always about powerful women. And I can see, like, you know, men getting left behind. But, you know, a man is a bit more practical, um, like, in, 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 in what I'm trying to say. A man just thinks more kind of laterally. Mm. Or, what is that the word? Laterally or moment mm-hmm. to moment and I think yeah I know I know you mean more like logically and yeah, strategic that's it and there's a book called um by Joe Dispenza I can't um, remember what it's called it's yes. amazing because it's it's quite it's scientific. scientific so mm-hmm. if you're breaking the habit of being yourself, yes great book um so if you're kind of maybe if you're a female listening to this and maybe you're struggling to kind of get your partner to start doing personal development, like try something like that, which is a bit more scientific. It literally talks about like atoms and and things like that, and where it's maybe less kind of woo woo in, in in a sense, and a bit more kind of logical. Yeah, that's a really yes. good tip actually to look at it from a different point. I like as well what you're saying about like how you can't really force anyone. I feel like sometimes you just have to do your own thing, and then usually the people closest to you will see the benefits anyway, and then that's when they get intrigued, and then that's why they may may follow along. And um, they should want to see you grow. You know, that yeah, your yeah. Should want to see you grow, and if and if there is that kind of that discrepancy there, then that's a time to maybe think, okay, you know, what are these people? Are they serving me in my life? I, I'm not a, be- a believer in you have to cut people yeah, out. We've lost no friends whatsoever yeah. from being our... We self. love everyone, but you've got those five-minute friends that maybe you don't want to spend as much time with. But mm. um, your friends should want to see you thrive and, and grow. And I love that because I feel like everyone around us always just wants to see us do well. That's cool, five-minute friends. I've never really heard of it said like that. So I am dying to know this because obviously you can see you guys are kind of into law attraction and you obviously know that like your thoughts create your life. But do you think way back 11 years ago, would you say you manifested each other? Oh, so hard. That is, that is, <laughs> I have thought about that because I must have been really... Um, you were on a good day. I was feeling so good to you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some, I know when I talk about visualisation and, and everything like that, I know that I created my theatre career because and like because I wasn't sure what I was doing but when I look back I used to spend hours listening to musicals and visualize being on stage and I created an amazing career and I know that we've created this life through through kind of um the law of attraction but each other I just haven't have you thought about that no I don't I don't think I was necessarily because I basically was just looking for a rich man (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't rich (laughs) So I don't know if I was necessarily got my exact. Um... <laughs> no, I actually don't think that's one of the things. Actually, when I was like starting my business, is I was so frustrated because I felt like I had an amazing relationship. I felt like I had amazing friendships and all this stuff. I just couldn't attract or stick with keeping money in my life, and so that's one of the things I really have had to work on. And I. And whereas everything else has come quite fluidly to me, it's been quite easy. Mm-hmm. Whereas money has been definitely a thing where I've had to really put my focus into. We've been thinking a lot recently about money mindset. We've um, both just read You Are a Badass at Making yeah, Money yeah. Yeah. yeah, so and 
even just reading that first book, it's made me think so differently about money and that just being like energy and it's just a, a tool that you just use. Like there's so much like emotion attached to money that you can just kind of repel it against you. But so what were the kind of things that you were doing then when you were working on your money mindset? I think people will find this so interesting um, where you were saying that you couldn't seem to keep it into your life. What was it like? What books did you read? Like what did you do to turn all that around? Have you ever read a book called The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind? No. By T. Harbecker. It's going to change your entire life. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't really, read that. Yeah. So, it's so, so good. I also read a few of Robert Kaizaki's books as well. Think, uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, yeah. uh, The Cash Flow Quadrant. Uh, he's got some amazing books. Rich Dad, Poor Rich Dad. Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, sorry. He wasn't thinking about Rich. It was Rich Dad, Poor yeah, Dad. Yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. Think and Grow Rich is a classic. It's by Napoleon Hill. It's like it's really old school, but if you if you read it, um, it is it, it's, it's it, yeah, it's really interesting. The thing for me is that I was brought up with parents that were so loving, so attentive, but just didn't have the the the, the thing that used to wind me up more than anything is they used to say, "No, I can't afford it. I can't." But there was always no because of money. And so from a very young age, I was like, I am never going to be the person that says no because I can't afford it. I'm going to be, no, I'm going to say no because I'm choosing to say no rather than because money is the is the object. And so I've always been in a very positive way, I think, very money orientated because I want choices. I want to be able to have a life where I can don't have to think, can I do this? I have, to, I can think, do I want to do this? And so. I've always been so driven for the life now that we are fortunate enough mm-hmm. to lead. Um, so so in terms of like how have I developed my money mindset, I think I've always been very focused on it. And I've never seen money as a bad thing. I've always seen money as a thing that can absolutely give you everything that you want. So I had to change a few of my affirmations that I created around money as well, because sometimes they weren't always the most positive. So changing my affirmations reading loads spending time with people that had even if it was just a little bit more money than me just spending time with those people and listening to how they speak about money has really you know just being again like just awareness for me is is crucial yeah because yeah. when you're aware then you can uh, fix the problem so what what when you were saying you were to hang around with people that you know had more money than you what were the differences that you really noticed in between yourself at that point and and them so like for somebody now who think oh, i really want to work on my money mindset what what are the kind of things that you saw were big like differences between someone who had a great money mindset versus somebody that didn't and how they spoke about it and dealt with I, money yeah so what i the one thing i have noticed is that when you have more money you have a certain calmness about you and my natural being is quite sporadic quite like all over the place and so what I noticed is that they they held themselves in a different way to what I was holding myself so that one one of the things that I kind of was like aware of I don't know if I've actually changed you know, you have anything dramatically changed like right. you are like Mr. Calm like it's yeah it, 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 nothing phases me yeah now. that, and that is, is and that is the most amazing thing to see as well I remember the first time Stuart started to kind of earn more money and we went to Reese. And he went and bought a suit and it was like 300 pounds. And I was like, <gasps> like, it was just so like, it was just such, it's such a pivotal moment. Yeah, I remember in your life that you were like, okay, this is, this is starting to happen. And watching you go from being a person that used to say, can I borrow money for the rent and stuff? And, and it switch around, which is just, yeah, so inspiring. 
That is amazing. Me and Grace were literally speaking last night about how it's sad because money is such a huge part of our lives and some people will live their entire lives controlled by money. So I think to develop a really good good mindset around money and earn it and know how to keep it and not be afraid of it is like one of the most powerful things you can do because you're just dropping that fear that like runs a lot of people's lives. Yeah. I think a lot of the philosophies that a lot of people have been taught which is money is evil and all that kind of stuff. Mm, but, you know, yeah. I would like this phrase. And of course, money isn't everything. You can be really rich and wealthy and very unhappy. And there's lots of examples of that. But you can also be really poor and really unhappy. And there are lots of examples of that. But what most people do who don't have money is they, they think that having money is a bad thing. And I believe you block it coming to you because, but really you know, it's the most wonderful thing. When you have more money, you can have more choice, but you could also do more. You can set up those charities. You can do the things that you want to do. Um, so yeah, it's just about changing your relationship. I think as well that one of the things that we're super fortunate about is because we work with big teams of people, I think everybody thinks it's about money and it, it definitely is. Having money does give you that freedom, but because we're working with people and feeling like we're developing people and growing and that growth is actually right now, I crave growth now more than I crave anything else. I constantly want to make sure that I'm taking one step in front of the other every single day and I'm like growing into more of a rounded human but I mean it's quite interesting you say that because also you want to be making sure like because I have that that thing you know I love progression but then also not every day is going to feel like or every moment that you're going to feel like you're progressing and you have to also be okay with you know not seeing that would you what would you say that's true I don't know if that's true (laughs) no but you know I mean like because you're because I love I'm not saying I love growth I think sometimes what happens is a certain mindset maybe not your nice not my mindset mindset. what people can do is they put so much much pressure on growing every day that then when they're not growing or they don't see the evidence of growth one day they feel like they're failing and that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned is stop looking for the evidence um be the evidence but you've got you've got to believe it before you see it and that's one of the biggest challenges I think because and again this, I will we will stop talking but there's this one the one thing I always say to Francis is that you have to see it in the mind before you can see it in the reality yeah. and Francis is always looking for reality 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 I want it now I want to be able to see it and I'm like <laughs> honey have you been visualizing? Have you on your affirmations? Are you constantly like, you know, going into that place yeah. of abundance and fun and joy? Because if you're not, yeah. then you're, you're going to fear and lack and that doesn't create the life that you are no. gagging for. No, it's interesting though, because what, um, as a test, what overwhelms me and Stuart? Oh my God, it's so funny. Stuart is overwhelmed by the smallest thing. <laughs> so he'll open the fridge, he cannot see he cannot put all a meal I see together. is ingredients. I don't see a meal. He cannot put it together. It doesn't make sense. He's overwhelmed and he needs to have a lie down. I'm like, Francis, cook for me now. Whereas I maybe get more overwhelmed with the bigger things. And he's really good at that. So it's like, yeah, just a difference in personality. I love how much you balance each other out. I think that's what's so beautiful yeah. about our relationship. Yeah, just like balancing yeah. each other out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what you were saying before, Stuart, about that you've got to see it in your mind before you can then like bring it in yeah and that's you know very much the law of attraction kind of philosophy was this like 
philosophy always innate within you because I feel like you just literally I don't know if emulate is the right word you just like literally just it's pouring out of you that that is like how you see the world and live your life have you adopted all of that from when you like first read the secret and then went to read all these other things and and learn more about it or do you think you've always kind of had that like outlook on life I think I've always been positive but I didn't know how to use that positivity to create what I've got right now so definitely I watched the secret and I felt like, ping, I'm in control. And I love being in control. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I got a negative thought coming through going, oh, you don't deserve that. You're not good enough. That person's better. I would then immediately go back into my mind and go, actually, that is not serving me whatsoever. Me having these kind of sabotaging thoughts, go back into my mind and go, okay, let's 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 visualize me being the best that I can be in this situation, whatever it is. And that's a repeated habit that I do all the time. I used to also, this is so random, but before I did a show or before I do any kind of like training or speaking, I'll always get my step myself into like this like suit of like like light. And so when I like I can just like, like, a, sparkly a, like a sparkly onesie <laughs> that I do up over my head. And it was it was from one of these like uh she's like a she was a friend of mine that was in the show with me that was kind of like a white witch. I don't know if this is the right word, terminology. <laughs> but um, she was like, do you do all these like little rituals? And that's one thing I really adopted. And so whenever I kind of like do anything big, I like look at my body and like, it's just like beaming with white light. And so yeah, the, all, the, all the kind of little things that, that I've learned from different people that I just kind of adopted into my own life and, and run with, I suppose. Yeah, I love it. Um, so you both obviously sound like you read loads of books. What are like, what's like your, if you can choose one, or maybe you might have to give us a couple, but what are your like both your favorite books that have been the most pivotal on your like personal development journeys that have just been like, wow, that book changed me? I think everyone should read a book called How to Get From Where You Are to Where You Want to Be by Jack Canfield. I think it's like, the easiest, quickest guide into personal development. It covers affirmations, visualizations, goals. It covers everything. It's that kind of balance between practical and also kind of more thought stuff. And for someone like myself, I think the slight edge. So if you're a bit of a all over the place kind of character and a bit more less rigid, I think the slight edge is really good for those types of characters because mm-hmm. it's just talking about the small, minute things that you do on a daily basis create big things yeah and I feel like then for me when I kind of had read those few books um I kind of this this kind of more spiritual stuff really speaks to me so I really like anything by Abraham Hicks it's a bit out there but you don't really like the books though you just like listen to these I like listen to YouTube Mm. um I did read The Untethered Soul as well recently that that was good sometimes you read a whole book you're like did I take any of that in you know (laughs) something where you're like something which just gives you like comfort that you know actually we live in a friendly universe and everything's going away. And um, I like books like that. Amazing. Me and Grace are obsessed with our reading the minute. I'm on track. So we set a task of 30 books this year because, I mean, last year, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really read that many. So I thought I'll start with 30 this year. And I'm on track, but Grace, you're not so much. <laughs> Falling behind. <laughs> um, but yeah, love that. I've never heard of those two books that you've both recommended. So I will look into those and definitely add them to my list. Yeah, get them on. Yeah, onto that long list. um okay so shall we wrap up the um fabulous interview with 
the quote of the week. So we always end our podcast episodes with um, a quote of the week to inspire the listeners. And when we have a guest on, we always ask them to share their favorite quote with us. So uh, you both might have the same one or like one each, but what is like your favorite quote um, and why do you love it? Oh gosh, good question. Um, are you having to think? He's going to check the library. He's going to check the books behind us. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote the, it's such a good quote down that I just love, and I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. Hold on one second. Here's mine. Ready? Yeah. Obsessed is a word the lazy use to describe the dedicated. Ooh. Oh, love that! Oh, I love Powerful. that. Powerful. Oh my god, I love that. Um, where, where did you see that quote, Stuart? Instagram. Oh, I know, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Because my mum used to say to me all the time, oh, Stuart, you're obsessed with this. You're obsessed with it. You're like, why are you working now? And I used to think to myself, yeah, I am probably obsessed. But now she looks looks at me and goes, oh, my God, thank God you work. I'm going to go with a really simple <laughs> And I don't know where it's from, but it's often news. Whether, think, whether, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Mm, I love that as well. Beautiful. I love using that, especially when you teach kids. They're like, I can't do it, can't do it. Okay, no worries, you're right. Um, <laughs> My kids are going to hate us. <laughs> well, I feel like you gave us so many incredible tips in that interview. I loved it so much. I've literally got a massive grin on my face. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for, for asking us to yeah, come on. Thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, we're just so, we're just loving our journey right now. Yeah. Where can everyone find you that will... Because I know they're all going to want to come follow you and they're going to want to find your uh, YouTube channel. So where can people find you on social media and stuff? So on YouTube, just search Stuart and Francis and you'll find us there. And then on Instagram, Stuart is Stewie Armfield. S-T-U-E-Y-A-R-M-F-I-E-L-D. And mine is at Francis Haugen as well. Vab, we will also link your instagrams and your youtube in the show notes so everyone can find you but thank you so much for coming on and thank you for coming back francis um you both are such a joy to speak to you i've literally been grinning this whole conversation you're amazing (laughs) thank you so much yeah and good luck with the surrogacy we're so excited to watch your journey unfold i know this time that next year Well, wasn't that conversation just a breath of fresh air? I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling very energetic and inspired from that. So I really hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, my favorite thing about that actually was before we even started that interview, we said to them, how are you? And they went, I am fabulous. And I was like, oh my God, how refreshing. So I really hope as you listen to that, you could sense that they felt fabulous and you guys deserve to feel fabulous too. Yeah, take some of their tips and start living your best life. (laughs) Um, But thank you everybody for listening. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit subscribe so that you never miss our episodes. We release them every Wednesday. And sometimes if we're feeling inspired, we release another episode on a Sunday, like a mini bonus episode. So make sure you subscribe on there so you never miss an episode. Follow us as well if you're listening on Spotify. Leave us a review on Apple if you want to be featured in review of the week at the beginning of next episode. We love hearing your thoughts and everything that you have to say about the show. Yeah, go and leave us a review. And we've also been loving the feedback from our meditations, which launched last week. 
so many of you have bought them and every morning we're like receiving little messages like oh I did the morning one or the evening one and just like the manifestation one all of them are amazing and we're loving the feedback so if you're interested in meditations or affirmations which are on the website go and check them out if you have any questions at all you can just pop to us on instagram if you're not sure which one you want to go for or something like that yeah just come and message us at finding your feet podcast on instagram we're always checking all our dms we reply to everybody so if you have any questions do come and chat to us on there and if you want to start your week with some good vibes some monday morning inspiration make sure you join our mailing list as well because every monday morning we send an email like positive wisdom filled email no annoying marketing just like an inspirational food for thought kind of story and it could be landing in your inbox on monday morning if you want to sign up the link is in the show notes we have also set up a page called buymecoffee.com where you can find us it's called buymecoffee.com forward slash find your feet and this is basically set up so you can support the creatives that you love so if you want to support our podcast and all the work we put into it you can go and buy us a coffee but don't feel like you need to but if anyone goes and does that we are so so grateful for every one of you yeah thank you to everybody who already bought us a coffee when we mentioned it in the last episode we appreciate it so much but yeah you don't have to do it it's just if you want to make a gesture and you get value from the content that we put out it's just a nice way to support us so that we can keep doing this and also if you loved listening to this episode but you would love to watch our podcast episodes you can now catch them all on youtube all of our main wednesday episodes are always uploaded to youtube the channel name is in the show notes you can just click through the link and subscribe on there but it's finding your feet the podcast so you can find us on there too thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next week bye bye